This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Thank you ever so much for making this a part of your morning routines. If you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel as we get ever so close. It's just, I mean, we're less than 300 subs away from that massive 40k. If you haven't already, maybe you've just not clicked on the video, you've not clicked on the channel properly to see it. Want to address one thing, and a couple of people, a couple of people rather, leaving comments saying they couldn't see all the videos on the channel. I think this is a glitch on YouTube. If you go onto the video section of of the channel on your YouTube app and then click the live bit at the top right, it does come up with all the videos. I don't know why it's not showing them all at the start. It does on the homepage. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I have messaged YouTube about it. It's nothing to do with me. It's nothing I've done. So uh, hopefully it's just a glitch <laughs> on the system and it sorts itself out. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see, uh, but hopefully it gets sorted out. But it's all fine. It's all there. Nothing's disappeared. Nothing's gone. Um, so it's all fine and well. Anyway, thank you everybody that messaged me to, to check if everything was okay because it is, it's all fine. Uh, good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. Good morning uh, to Kaiser and Anthony and Olu. Good morning to Viraj and Jose and Stephen. Uh, good morning to Gunnarate, David and Matt G and Viraj. Good morning to Colton, NSW, Paul, Red Star. Uh, good morning to Alpha and Daniel and Clear Away, Dave and Answer and Louis and PJ. Uh, thank you ever so much, everybody, for tuning in this morning. It means so much that you continue to to do this and to support the channel it means the world uh let's kick off with the uh the prize only 50 tickets have been sold so far for the latest one uh, a signed soul campbell and color framed montage one of a kind prize and you can also get hold of a signed tony adam shirt and a william saliba signed photo montage as well with instant win tickets one of the round two of the random tickets in there will have one each of those numbers that contain those prizes uh, so a really good chance to win certainly worth getting involved link in the description uh, you can still go and watch our preview arsenal play psv this evening i'm going to be there in the press box with kaya kainak covering it for football.london so look forward to seeing cody Gakpo and the like going to be doing an extra piece on him tomorrow kind of focused around on how he played and how he uh, performed so, yeah, it should be fun. should be an interesting game this evening. Looking forward to getting up to the Emirates to watch that. But you can watch our preview 
on the channel. It's one of the last uploads that we've done. Uh, now, we need to talk about what was potentially, um, it's not the biggest night in the history of, of Arsenal women's by a long distance, no, but it certainly is one of the best nights that that and this iteration of the Arsenal women's side has ever experienced. Leon, the Champions League holders absolutely battered 5-1 in their place by Beth Mead and co. Now, when we talked yesterday, I think it was yesterday, it was the day before yesterday, about the Ballon d'Or, I think it was two days ago, and Beth Mead came second. I'm sorry, but when you watch games like this and you can try to argue that Beth Mead is not worthy of that Ballon d'Or first spot. It's just frankly a joke at this stage. Absolutely a joke. And so therefore, I, I, I don't know what there more is to say. Anyway, it was a brilliant performance from the girls. They absolutely smashed them. Uh, Leon still played, you know, reasonably well. They had a fair amount of possession, more possession than we did, in fact, and had plenty of chances to score. Uh, but Stadia Singol, um was was absolutely fantastic and kind of talking about uh, what's available to this Arsenal team right now. They've just got such such a strong kind of sorry, Zinsberger in goal. They've got kind of they've got such kind of a, a strong uh feeling around the side, the unity, the togetherness, the hope that they can do something special this season. But Beth Mead, um it's just it's just unreal. Just unreal. Uh, go watch the game if you haven't gone and watched it. It's certainly worth your time. You won't be wasting it. Uh, I think you can get eight minutes of highlights. I think that's how the highlights are. I managed to watch back most of the game. It was, uh, yeah. The women's team is something that I haven't particularly covered loads. It's something that I honestly need to get into more. I need to learn more about the women's game because it does become such a huge part of the club. The women's game in particular is just increasing in popularity and, uh, and interest. Uh, the main blockage for me has always been time, uh, to be honest. And watching the Euro final in the summer and seeing Beth and the girls take that home as well was an incredible day. Uh, I hope that it can get more and more attention because the quality and the level of it is certainly improving uh, with every year. But uh, take nothing away from what was an amazing, 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 amazing evening for Arsenal. Uh, brilliant, brilliant performance. Well done, girls. Uh, Manchester United beat Spurs to expose a clear weakness in Antonio Conte's side. Uh, he is so incredibly boring. So incredibly boring. I'm so done with watching Spurs. I I don't know why I put myself through their games. I do it because I'm hoping to see them lose. And yes, last night we were rewarded after seeing some terrible football with a Manchester United win, which in itself is never a nice thing to see. But it's the lesser of two evils, that's for sure. I'm just so done with, <laughs> with investing any time, even if it's got the chance of of seeing Spurs lose. Um, I hope that this continues and that other sides continue to expose their poor game. They've now gone to Arsenal, to Chelsea and to Manchester United. They've not won a single game trying to play exactly the same way. Uh, <laughs> they are not worthy of being where they are in the table, and frankly, should be falling further down it. Hopefully, they will. Liverpool won against West Ham. Uh, Darwin Nunez getting on the score sheets. Alisson saving a penalty. Uh, Liverpool getting reasonably lucky still. Uh, nowhere near still back to their best, um, but it will give them a big hit of confidence. Chelsea had a really seriously changed side, used a number of different players like Breuer, Chukwemeka played as well. Um, and at Brentford, they drew nil-nil uh, in a game that will 
certainly, I think in Graham Potter's mind at least, be a bit of a missed opportunity because they go into the weekend now where they have to play Manchester United and they rotated thinking that they'd be able to get a decent result against Brentford. That's not happened. It now means that Arsenal are, I believe, seven points clear and can go significantly further uh, if they win their game at the weekend and Chelsea manage to drop points once again at Manchester United. So, Really good position for Arsenal to be in, that is for sure. Very much enjoying the fact that our rivals, uh, like Spurs and like Chelsea, are both dropping points in a week that we don't even play, uh, but that we do, of course, have a game against Manchester City, which is never a given at all in terms of points. So knowing that that same week, only Man United and Liverpool were able to gain points on us, and Man United, us, yeah, and Man United and Liverpool are the only two teams that managed it that strong. Uh, Newcastle as well coming away uh, with a result. I think nil-nil it was. Uh, no, it might have been one-nil, actually, in the end. Uh, Southampton uh, beats Bournemouth. Uh, of course, I'm talking about this because Arsenal play Southampton uh, at the weekend. And I kind of theorised in a piece I did yesterday about the idea that the fitness levels of Southampton Fine, or the team that we're playing at the weekend of a lower league, uh, lower down the league Premier League team will actually be more on par with us. They would put a lot of effort and time and energy into trying to get these three points because they know it was a lot more accessible to them than it was to take those points against Arsenal. So hopefully Arsenal will come against a side that are as equally spent uh, as what they come to be on Sunday. So Arsenal, despite playing European football in midweek, will have the benefit of playing against a team who also played football in midweek and had to expend plenty of energy to get those points. I'll be down at St Mary's on Sunday. Very much looking forward to that one as well. Uh, the All or Nothing Series 2 yesterday and in yesterday's show, uh, I had a couple of people ask me the question about have I heard the rumours about All or Nothing Season 2? And I said that I thought I might have a contact that I could speak to. And so I did. I went and spoke to the director of... Uh, the All or Nothing season one of Arsenal to ask if he had uh, heard anything about the potential of a season two. His words were quite simple that he had he just wasn't aware of any kind of uh, season two going ahead and that, you know, that they don't tend to do season twos of these. They've never done one before. Uh, and he himself has moved on to a brand new project. He's not with 72 Films on this project who pr produced the last series of All or Nothing and the Tottenham Hotspur one as well. So if that is the case, he certainly will not be behind the project. I reached out to Amazon as well for comment, but they said that they refused to uh, comment on any kind of speculation and rumours. Does that mean that all of a sudden it's happening? No, it doesn't. It's just the policy that they have. They won't comment on anything unless there's some kind of tangible evidence behind it. And there is no tangible evidence beyond some Twitter posts about it. But I said I'd chase this one up. I did chase it up. So I hope you're appreciative of the time and effort that goes into these sort of things. And the full report you can read over at football.london. So there you go. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli missed training yesterday. Uh, my colleague, uh, my colleague Bailey Keogh was over at London Colney uh, watching training. Uh, now, initially, we were told that it was a calf issue. Uh, after about uh, <laughs> half an hour or so, after we'd even written the piece and written the tweets, we then got an update that supposedly he is, uh, and this comes from Charles Watts, just under the weather. Uh, so it's it's in these moments where you kind of see uh, the, the not the dark side of, of reporting stories, but certainly the more challenging side, because to give you kind of an insight in things that when you go and watch things, you ask questions. And if you're told certain information, you report that information. And then it turns out to be something else, despite that's what you've been told. 
it's frustrating because obviously you then get criticized by people on Twitter claiming that you don't know anything when you even are even there, like asking the questions at Colney as Bailey was. So it's a frustration, but good news in the sense that it's not an injury. He's just under the weather. He could even be available for the game today. A number of young players involved again. Uh, Maldini Zakuri was also there, who is an under 18s center half. Massive player, uh, really, really tall. Catalan Kurjan was available, as was Kion Edwards too. All available and should probably be once again on the bench or involved at least in the squad in some fashion tomorrow uh, against PSV. Uh, Mikel Arteta spoke in his press conference after the open training session. Uh, very short, very coy, as it usually is about T News. He was asked about the potential of Zinchenko returning. He said he didn't rule that out. I'd be very surprised. Is Zinchenko involved at all tomorrow? He did. He was asked whether Zinchenko would be returning before the World Cup, and he said yes. So the earliest, or rather, yeah, the latest that we might see Zinchenko is the Wolves game before we break up for the World Cup. But hopefully, we'll see Zinchenko significantly earlier than we have so far this season. And that brings us to an end of part one and our questions. So we're going to move to part two and your questions right after this word from our sponsor. Hey guys, as the support for the channel grows, so does the opportunities that come forward to support it. And I'm very happy to share that our new partnership with NordVPN is one that I feel is gonna be very beneficial to you as well as it is to the channel. I used NordVPN actually whilst I was away with my other half on our honeymoon. And you, whilst back at home, are enjoying the honeymoon series. Now, I thought I'd timed that holiday perfectly to avoid any missed opportunities to watch Arsenal. That didn't happen because unfortunately Arsenal played Brentford. Now, my usual broadcasting app didn't work whilst I was out, and so what did I do? I used NordVPN, changed my geolocation, hit over to the UK, and despite sitting and sipping a nice cocktail, I was able to enjoy the Arsenal game without any worries of security. And you can do that too with NordVPN, who have very kindly sponsored the channel for the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited to share this deal with you because you can now surf the net and know that you're secure and safe with what you're doing. You can get all the latest details and information in the description, but you can grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash guna to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four months free. It's completely risk-free too, because if you don't like it, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Who can say any fairer than that? Thank you for listening and make sure you get involved with our latest sponsor. Let's go to part two. Uh, I did see, whilst I was going through the news, uh, a rather sad message in the chat box. Um, James says, Hope Arsenal can shock everyone in the league this year. Win for my mum who passed away today in Australia. James, uh, I didn't miss your message. I'm so, so sorry. Um, And my thoughts, as everybody else, I'm sure that I've seen some really kind messages already in response to you, are with you. I can't imagine what you're going through, mate. So, yeah, thoughts are certainly with you. And uh, stay strong throughout it, mate. You've got a great community here that can hopefully uh, be supportive as possible to you. Uh, Let's go to some questions. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom. It's obvious our form has dropped in the last two matches. Don't you think that we are underrating... 
Underrating what? A crowd to give excuses about champions go through this patch. Uh, I think our form has dropped in the last two matches because of the increase in games. The Europa League certainly taking a toll on the players. Obviously, also when we've got this situation with uh, the players like El Nenny, Smith Rose, Inchenko all getting injured at the same time for extended periods, we lose depth, serious depth in the team, and that's certainly showing. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm concerned in the sense that it's affecting our form, but I'm hoping that we've got an opportunity now against PSV and Southampton to show some really strong performances and get back to some of the performances that we've seen throughout the season. Again, it always seems to be a final way to find criticisms. We're top of the league. We're clear. Uh, we've got a great chance to, to take control of the top of the group as well tonight. Hopefully we can do that. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, do you think we'll ever see Pepe in an Arsenal shirt again? Most likely in pre-season next year. I think it will take time to move him on. Um, but I'm looking forward to hopefully, um, anyway, seeing uh, his exit benefit Arsenal in a very financially beneficial way. So there you go. Uh, Connor says, Tom, now that you've got sponsor money, can you help fund any of our new signings? You're underestimating significantly <laughs> how much I get paid compared to how much players cost. What I would say is that I've had a couple of conversations with some people who've sent some um, really good advice about hardware for the channel. Uh, to do some more investment in making it better. A lot of you have talked about, I think they're called compressors uh, for the microphone, so the audio level stays the same. I'm going to look into some of that and potentially getting some microphones that improve the audio quality of the channel. We're also going to look into changing the intro music as well, because I know that people are people say it's far too loud, and then they turn the volume up to listen to me, and then obviously the, the intro music comes in again halfway through and it's too loud again. So we're going to work at changing some of that, lowering the volume levels, trying to make it as more comfortable for your listening pleasure as possible we i listen to the feedback when you send feedback in i really read through it i really take it seriously um and so if i can do anything to improve the channel i do that and we reinvest into the channel as well with, with uh, the financial backing that, that that's brought with it so there you go uh compressor side to teach do we need to do a tactical breakdown on compressor i think yeah he's a great young player great young up-and-coming player hopefully can really produce some great performances for us uh marcus says do you think that we can get 20k or more for 20 million maybe or <laughs> i hope that we can get more than 20k marcus um for Tavares, he doesn't fit arteta's system so maybe a good one to move on you're right in saying he doesn't really fit in with what we're doing right now and that's not to say that we will always play this way under arteta i think that I think the thing with Tavares is that he is still young enough that he's quite malleable, that I think you'd be able to coach him. I still think there's a player there. I really think there's something in Tavares that could be really beneficial for us in the future. But there is also, in back of my mind, that constant noise of we need to make money, we need to sell players, we need to improve. Um, so, yeah, I think all of that combined will hopefully uh, see us either get a good player next season or get some seriously good money for him. But over 20 million, I think he'd. Uh, I think we could get around 20 million for him if his, his loan spell continues to be strong. I think that would be a fair price. Uh, Lynn says, James, if you need anyone to chat to, I will be here for your support. So I've seen some really kind messages in the chat already after saying uh, what we have about James. So, James, if you're still listening, my friend, uh, there's amazing messages coming in for you, mate. Uh, and says, when is the monthly loan breakdown uh, coming? I want to do it soon because I want to do another episode after the, well, uh, when we end kind of our thing before the World Cup starts. So hopefully next week. 
that's what I'm aiming for. I need to reach out to our relevant experts on their clubs and get the information. But hopefully, fingers crossed, next week. I'm also looking next week uh, to do the tier list video as well at some point. So lots of content to come. Hopefully, it's going to improve significantly. Uh, let's go to uh, Louis, who says, Will Arsenal be working on the future team setup? For how long can we keep playing the same system before teams find a way to crack it? I think what's important, Louis, is that Arsenal find a way to be um, dynamic and so that they can change the way that they play uh, depending on what tactics are working, what tactics aren't. Arteta uh, plans for everything. You know, when I spoke to Aaron Ramsdale after the game on Sunday against Leeds, I asked him about how kind of we were playing and when Leeds weren't really letting us play our usual game, was that more off of instinct or was it actually something that we planned for? And he just simply said that Arteta plans for everything. He plans for different formations, different systems, different different setups. They need to improve and get better and learn them. But I think that we are certainly capable of um, improving, you know, the way in which we uh, play and have more variations in the way that we play as well. Uh, Henry says, if we lost Martinelli to injury, who would Arteta pick for the Premier League games? Do you think he would use Jesus on the left and Eddie in the middle? I think that's certainly something that we could do. That's what lineup I've gone for. I've gone for Jesus, Eddie and Saka as my front three for tonight after the news about Martinelli came through. Although it is said that he might still make the squad today. He was just feeling a little bit under the weather. I think that it shows even more how much we need to make sure we sign somebody in January because Three players, chances are you're going to lose one at some point. So we need to make sure we've got someone that comes in to compete with those guys because we need that level of improvement in the squad. Uh, Michael, yeah, if we sign a compressor for the channel, absolutely has to be a Gabriel compressor without a shadow of a doubt. You've got to add another compressor. Do, 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 compressor, <laughs> says always Jim. Unbelievable. Um, let's go to James, who says, do you think Arteta trusts Sambi Lakonga? I don't think he would have signed him first if he didn't like what he had. And I know that Edu was quite responsible for that one, but Arteta has to sign off on these as well. I don't think he would play him in as many games as he has if he didn't trust him. But to kind of balance that out, I do think that Sambi Lakonga hasn't helped himself with those comments in the latest interview, that's for sure. Certainly has not helped uh, his, his, his thoughts and feelings about that at all. What I would say is that I think Lakonga is better off going on a loan next season, especially if we sign a midfielder that we need to do in January or the summer window at the latest. Uh, Ian says, are you worried about United, Chelsea and Liverpool? They are all improving quietly. If we miss out on top four, I sincerely hope that we do not. We can't. How devastating could it be for our short to midterm future? It'd be massively devastating. Massively, massively devastating. Am I worried about them? I'm not really focused on the other teams right now. I'm really focused on what we're doing. It's enjoyable seeing Spurs drop points and Chelsea drop points last night. Liverpool, I think, are, are what, they're 14 points behind us? Or 11 now, I guess, because they played yesterday. We have a good, I think if we mess up that cushion, you know, something has gone significantly wrong and something would have have to gone seriously wrong for us to mess up that kind of cushion to miss out on a top four place. There's a lot of football still to be played, um, but I am very, very confident about top four chances. Let's just take it game by game, see where we go and focus on what we need to do. Uh, ben says, definitely think we should try Eddie and Jesus at some point. They linked up so well in pre-season. It's a great point. I'm hoping that we see it tonight, to be honest. Uh, that little bra boy says, uh, hey, Tom, keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Uh, do we have any real chance of getting Mudrick this winter? There's a chance. Arsenal certainly have an interest and they're watching and following him. 
he is going to be very expensive. And that's the challenge that Arsenal face regarding signing a player like Mudrik, is how much they're willing or able to spend in the winter window. We don't really have too much of an indication about how much is available to Arsenal in that transfer window. Hopefully, it's enough money that it gives us that wiggle room to go out and sign not just a forward, but definitely a midfielder as well, because both those positions need to be tackled. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, we need Partey in midfield tonight. Do you agree? Yes, I've got Partey in my starting eleven. I would go strong for this game. I want to get it won. I want to get sorted. I want to get it uh, out of the way. If we, you know, if we mess up a game in Eindhoven, we've got a home game against FC Zurich to be able to kind of secure ourselves in our Europa League group. Uh, let's go to Ronald, who says, uh, your top winger signing going on form from this year. I mean, Gakpo on form is unreal. Like, he's got over 20 goal contributions this season already. It's October. Frankly, that's a joke. Like, there's a silly amount of goals and, and assists he's got. So, in terms of form, you can't really look beyond Gakpo. It's very difficult to look beyond him. Even Xavi Simmons, who's not really an out-and-out winger, but has playing, been playing on the right-hand side for PSV, 16 goal contributions. You know, very, very good. 10 goals, 6 assists so far. We are going to have to be good tonight to win. Really, genuinely, we're going to have to be very, very good tonight to, to get a result. So I'm hoping for a strong team. I'm hoping to see what we can do. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, Arteta needs to do against Gakpo what he did against Salah. Yeah, I don't necessarily mind seeing Tomiyasu play on the left-hand side. I have got Tierney in, but I've got Tomiyasu playing left centre-back to give Gabriel a bit of a rest and a bit of a break out of the, the spotlight. I don't think that'll happen. I think Gabriel will start this game. But I would be using a very strong back line to try and cope with the quality that PSV have up front. Uh, ben says, could Zaha be the guy in the January transfer window? I very much doubt it. I think his age profile is outside of what Arsenal are kind of willing to invest in at the moment. Uh, Isoa says, the Leeds and Buda game showed that our momentum fell off a cliff all of a sudden. What has caused that? I think it's fitness, fatigue, rotation. I think it's this constant churn of games that are coming through. I also think that Leeds, because they didn't have a game in midweek, were really able to kind of push and press Arsenal like no team has been able to because of their own commitments, like Liverpool and Spurs both played in midweek before they played us as well. I think that that extra fitness levels really helped Leeds to start fast. We're away at Southampton on Sunday. They have played in midweek, so hopefully we're still able to show them kind of the quality that we have. I just think that we're a little bit off it against Leeds. Our passing wasn't too great. We couldn't really break out. We couldn't string like a number of passes together besides on a few occasions. We need to make sure that we return that kind of that level of performance again. And I think the lack of, you know, I think just a fatigue has kind of set in a bit, unfortunately. Uh, David says, with a good World Cup, how much dearer would Gakpo be? Uh, I don't think it would add much more. I still think he's going to be going for your 50 million round that kind of region. So it's only going to improve the number of, or it's only going to worsen the, the, the competition. You know, it's going to be more players and, sorry, more teams looking at him. So that's the problem with a World Cup scenario. Uh, Alex says, would you sign Zaha on a free? I would sign him on a free, only on a two-year deal and not for a significant contract. I don't think I could pay him like more than what we're going to pay Saka. I don't think I'd pay him more than what we're currently paying um, or what we will pay Martinelli. You know, I'd put him on a reasonable wage, two-year contract, add him into the squad, good depth for two years, pretty risk-free, um, and then invest heavily on a really quality central midfielder. That's what I think would be better for us. But there's also the question of how does Zaha kind of fare in a team where he's not the star and also fare in a team where he isn't playing regularly and playing week in, week out. 
That's the question we have to ask ourselves. I don't really want to do a Richarlison. I don't really want to spend 60 million on a player just to come in and be a backup. I think that you want to spend closer to 40 maximum, maybe even closer to 30 on a player that's got the ability to play across the front three and offer you that quality. I think 60 is a lot of money and the wages on top of that to invest in someone that doesn't start like he doesn't start for Spurs. A lot of money to invest. Uh, I'd rather see that investment in a midfielder than I would in, say, uh, one of those forward players. Uh, Charlie, I'd be shocked if Harvey Barnes is the player that we go for. There's been no indication so far that he is. Um, I just I just can't see that. Sophie, joining from the Hyperdrive, says, Zaha is so five seasons ago. This team has higher standards now. Look, Zaha's a very good player. So, you know, I think he's a quality player. I think he's a Premier League quality player. But as I said just a second ago, I think there potentially is kind of... Uh, I think there is an element of um, a stardom in that Palace team that he gets, that hypes around him, that makes him stand out more. And so that is a question for me. I think it's a question for me in the sense that, you know, is he going to be able to translate how he stands out to a team like Arsenal? I'm not sure that that is the case. Uh, that's not an appropriate question. Uh, let's go to Ian. He says, we need money from KSC in January. If we are in even good to top four situation, we need to just cement it. In my opinion, we can cement it with a couple of players. I, I agree. Like, if we go through the January window and don't sign anyone, I'm going to be fuming. I'm going to be so annoyed about how we would have wasted such a good opportunity to not bring someone in. The question mark around, well, if the players aren't out there, we can cross that bridge when it comes to it. But I'll be looking across the continent and beyond to opportunities that Arsenal have missed out on if we don't sign anyone. Last time I think the window finished, I wrote a piece that was like the 11 players Arsenal didn't sign in January that all moved in that January window. I am certain that some of those players could have certainly helped our cause. We didn't invest. And it ultimately, I think, was part of the reason. I think it was part of, not the main reason, but part of the reason we didn't get top four last season. The main reason is obviously Partey, Tomiyasu, White and Tierney all getting injuries in the last nine games. Uh, 12.30 a.m. Sophie's committed to this. Uh, I saw it says, hypothetical, out of this current lineup, who do you think Arsenal would sacrifice and sell for a lot of money to fund other great players in the future? Uh, out of this squad, current lineup, I mean, 11. I always said that despite my backing of Gabriel, I look at him as the most sellable of the back four. Uh, potentially Kieran Tierney is another one that you could see sold if he wants to move on and play more regularly. I think that I don't, I no longer have the opinion about Martinelli. I did, you know, about a year ago, I had the opinion that I just felt like mm, of the front three, maybe he would look. But I think actually, the more I've watched, the more I've listened to him talk. He seems so much more committed to Arsenal than I ever imagined I thought he was. So, yeah, Smith Rowe is another one, maybe could be sold. Tavares, we've talked about. Balogun, we've talked about. Uh, I think their potential sales. Laconga could as well. Who knows? Um, if Tommy Asu continues to be frustrated by a lack of minutes, who knows? He may even search for uh, the potential move. I think there are players in the squad that we will move on at some point. You have to look back to squads like Man City's, like Chelsea, like Liverpool. Players that you never thought would move on from those teams have. You can't keep the whole lineup together without Im trying to improve it. Some will move on. It's natural. It's part of it. You don't ever see entire 11s stay together for the long term. It just doesn't happen. Liverpool lost Suarez and Coutinho, replaced them brilliantly, went on to win a Champions League and a Premier League. Man City still lost players. Look at them with Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus and look at them now where they are. You know, 
players move on from big teams still. It happens. It's just part and parcel of the progression and the, the squad structuring as things change. So I do expect players in that starting 11 to move on. It won't be particularly nice to see them go. It never is when you like a good player, but it will be for the benefit, we hope, of Arsenal Football Club in the long term. Uh, Marcus says, I know a small change for him and his wife, but will 500 million Kroenke has to pay to the move in the Rams impact us? Soph says, no, Marcus. Kroenke's have known that this was coming and the payout in the end is less than expected. The club invested in the last windows knowing that that payout was coming. So there's your answer. Because I'm glad Sophie's here. I tell you, good timing, because that would have been like, whoosh. <laughs> no chance. My my knowledge on that side of things is not uh, well enough to speak. And that's why I defer to people like Sophie. Uh, Gunnarden says, great night for the Gunners. Spurs being found out. Chelsea dropping points. Liverpool suckish at home. This is our best chance to get top four in years. We must get Partey, uh, Partey and Jesus back up in January. Uh, not back up. Don't like the word back up competition that's what we need to sign in january competition not backup don't want it nope uh rich says who do you think are the absolute core players now tom jacka Partey, odegaard saliba saka yes <laughs> is the answer to that question just yes jacka Partey, odegaard saliba saka are absolutely core ramsdale you can add into that as well i do think gabriel is core i think as a left-footed centre-back the only one we've got is definitely important i think zinchenko when he's available can be absolutely key to this team you know when you think about the entire main starting 11 which as we know is Ramsdale White Saliba Gabriel Zinchenko Partey Xhaka Erdegaard Saka Gabriel Jesus and Martinelli that 11 is absolutely key absolutely key so if that stays fit we can stay as close or at the top for as long as I can foresee possible if we can keep them all fit and on playing on top level if it's all there great the moment we don't have Zinchenko and I think that we are lacking a little bit of balance. But we did, we have dealt with it well, even in his absence. And the only game we've lost this season, Zinchenko was even there for. So, you know, thinking about all of those things, I still think it's going very, very well. But it's about keeping them fit. And then in January, when the chance opens to be able to strengthen them by competition, not to miss out on that opportunity. Uh, Israel says, love that competition. Backups are a thing of the past. 100%, mate. 100%. Uh, Usule says, yesterday's win against Lyon in France is a massive result for Arsenal's ladies and the WSL in general for the Euro win in England. Seems to be a point that English women football might be on the rise. The thing is, is that when we get to a stage where comments like, and there's nothing wrong with your comment, by the way, Usule, and it does annoy me when some people criticise people for saying, stop saying women's football is on the rise or stop saying um, it's great for the women's game. Because it is those things. It is great for the women's game. It is great for the women's game being on the rise. But the point being, when we get to a place where great results like we saw last night happen and we aren't saying this is great for the women's game, that's when you know that it's got to a, a really strong, solid foundation. And, you know, I still think there's more to do. I still think it can improve. I still think the coverage can improve. I still think the stigma around it can be removed. So, but for me, you know, as soon as we stop saying words like it's great for the women's game, that will tell you that we've reached the stage where it is at the absolute pinnacle um, and he's going to continue, not even at the pinnacle, but continuing to be strong and stable. I loved Ian Wright's comments of, you know, when when you support a club, you support the whole club. And Ian Wright really has become a, little, a bit of an ambassador, I think, for men to watch women's football and to be an encourager of men to watch the women's game more. And that's really key. And you need that those types of people. And I think Ian's done a great job in that. Um, 
So, yeah, look, I think it's great. And I think that what we saw last night shows you what Jonas Eidevau has done. He has really taken on and taken this team forwards. Um, and I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Arsenal go as far as feasibly possible in the Champions League this season. We just need to be able to get to those semis and who knows, maybe a final because we've got a quality, we've got quality players, Mead and, and Mead and Mar and, you know, Caitlin Ford and all of these guys have just been gals. Uh, <laughs> the constant use of the terminology uh, have been fantastic. I've been absolutely fantastic. And again, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it one more time. How Beth Mead's not won the Ballon d'Or is a joke, is an absolute joke. Disgusting. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom. I'm still doubting what special talent Henry, Henri, company and Edu really saw in Sambi Lukonga. Fair enough, Dan. You can have your doubts. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him prove you and, and plenty others wrong. Uh, Philad says, I'm glad the way Spurs play are getting found out by bigger clubs if or when the lower level sides can finish uh, off their chances against them. I don't know if top four is guaranteed for them, in my opinion. I think if Teams do start, you know, finding them out. If they do sit in a bit, especially the lower teams, they sit in, invite pressure, hit them on the counter. I think there's a great chance that they can get results against Spurs. A massive, massive chance. So they just need to learn. They just need to look at the um, the template I think teams are setting when they get results against Spurs. They need to be found out. Antonio Conte is, is a one-trick pony with Spurs like he he knows that he can only do one thing with that Spurs team I'm not saying he is a one-trick pony as a manager but with this Spurs team specifically he is and he only has one way to try and progress with it and it's not always going to work and teams when they find it out he could be in trouble and they could be in trouble um so let's see let's see what happens looking forward to it as Soph says doesn't have a plan b and that's a scary place to be as a club do we have a plan b I hope we do because there are going to be times where teams are able to find us out and that we need to then pivot. I think we have pivoted. I think against Liverpool, a team that finally really hit us, really smashed us in the first half. We managed to hold on, play a counter-attacking game, get the goal before half-time, and in the second half, gradually get comfortable again with how we were playing and won that game well. So, you know, I do think that we are much more dynamic than Spurs. I think we're a lot more... Um, What's the word I'm looking We've got greater initiative than Spurs. And I think that we've got a greater initiative than a lot of teams in this league, actually, in the way that we want to play and how we can play. So there's lots of things to be excited about. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Uh, as I said, thank you, everybody, so much for the support. We're going to do some more investment in making the channel and the hardware and the software all that much better for you guys, the listening experience, the support, the stuff that happens to the channel is all because of you listening. So thank you so much. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe. We're very, very close to 40,000. Very, very close indeed. Uh, I'll be at the game tonight. So if you're if you're looking at the press box, say hello. It really embarrasses Kaya next to me. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I, can't I think it was Tom, actually. You might see in the chat. Yes, Tom uh, in the chat box came up to us after the Buddha Glintz game. I just love the look on Kaya's face when someone comes up going, Hey, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. So uh, if you're at the game, you see the press box, uh, give us a wave. It's uh, always a pleasure to speak to fans uh, of, of the club and listeners of the channel. It's great. Um, it's wonderful. I love the community here. It's brilliant. Um, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. See, Tom knows he was there. <laughs> it's brilliant. Anyway, have a fantastic day. Enjoy the game tonight. If you're going, have a great time. Um, see friends, see family. Uh, 
they're very important. And for those that obviously, James, I'm so sorry, mate, again. Um, and I hope you make it through this very, very tough period. Thank you for listening. I will see you again very, very soon. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.